Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. This is the Falcoholic Podcast, the official podcast of the Atlanta Falcons on the SB Nation Podcast Network. I'm David Walker, and on today's podcast, we're going to look at the advanced stats, primarily from Pro Football Focus, coming out of the Falcons' win against the Dolphins, last-minute fashion, uh, in Week 7, where they beat them in Miami 30-28. to Obviously, uh, this is one of those games that uh, relied on the offense to deliver, and they did throughout this game. But I want to start with the Falcons' defense. There's a lot to talk about, obviously, with the Falcons' offense. Uh, So we're going to talk about the unit that made this a more frustrating game than it probably should have been. Um, But I I think there's some reason for that. And I I think if you're looking for some optimism about this team, about the future, about um, where they're headed, this is actually a game you can look at and say, okay, there's even though this did not go the way we, we were hoping it would, um, the what we're seeing, some of the building blocks here are very promising. Um, but let's start with the top five guys on defense. Um, at the very top, for the second week in a row, and this is one of the guys I'm really thinking about when I'm thinking about the, the future of this franchise, and that is safety Jalen Hawkins. Again, he had the second straight week with an interception. This one was critical. It probably ended the scoring drive for Miami, um, he did catch it uh, in the end zone, uh, wisely went down so that the Falcons would get the touchback and get the ball back at the 20-yard line. I feel like that aspect of that play is being overlooked a little bit. He had 35 snaps in this game uh, compared to the total of 73 uh, for the entire Falcons defense, so didn't play the majority of snaps, got close to it, uh, played roughly half of that. Uh, but just a, an incredible game from the second-year player uh, with a 79.4 overall score, 74.8 in coverage. Uh, he is turning into one of our better coverage uh, players, uh, whether it's safety or corner. Um, he had a poor tackling grade, 23.7, uh, but that apparently didn't set him back too much. Again, 79.4 overall grade. Great to see this from him. Next name on the list is a guy that really hasn't shown up much uh, this year, uh, and that's nose tackle Tyler Davidson. Uh, Davidson, pardon me, not Davidson. Uh, forget the D, it's not there. Uh, he had a 74.5 overall grade, um, really strong in run defense, which again, you know, he's a nose tackle. That is what you want from him. Uh, 71.3 as a run defender. Offered a little bit as a pass rusher as well, which is not something you typically see from him. Um, so yeah, strong game from Tyler Davison. Uh, number three on the list, probably no big surprise here, defensive tackle Grady Jarrett, 74.1 overall grade. Actually, his weakest grade here was in run defense where he got a 58.3, and I think that's where he uh, may have whiffed on uh, a couple of tackles that he tried to make, um, but an overall pass rush grade of 80.3. So that's the highest pass rush grade uh, for the Falcons, he did have several hurries, a couple of hits, uh, no sacks, but he did uh, regularly disrupt this uh, poor Miami 
um, offensive line. And this is something that we had talked about coming into this game in the preview podcast that uh, Miami had a weak offensive line and that this was an opportunity for Grady Jarrett to disrupt it. And it looks like he did. So another uh, really solid outing from Grady. The thing is, what, what stands out, you know, he's number three on this list, 74.1. This is still below what his normal standard is. Grady, for the most part, uh, by PFF scores, has always been a, a guy that is in the mid-80s and sometimes into the low 90s with his PFF scores. Um, so 74, to be clear, is a very good grade. Um, but it's actually, for Grady's standards, it's probably a little bit lower than what we're used to seeing. So I think there is still even more that we could see from him going forward. Uh, and some of that, obviously, is going to depend on the guys that are around him. Uh, obviously, missing uh, Dante Fowler in this game probably put more um, you know, double-team looks on Grady in this game. And he still delivered, uh, to be clear. But uh, I, th- I think his best football is still in front of him, which... <laughs> It's got to be terrifying for some of the offensive linemen we're going to be facing over the coming weeks. Um, number four on this list, uh, obviously, he didn't get to play the whole game. We will see how that neck injury plays out, but his corner, A.J. Terrell, um, who is just having a phenomenal season in his second year, uh, PFF did release a stat, a very stunning one, that of uh, uh, coverage snaps played in man-to-man coverage. There's only one corner in the entire NFL that has not allowed a single reception. Let me repeat that. Through seven weeks, there is only one corner in the entire NFL that when playing man-to-man has not allowed a single reception, and that's A.J. Terrell. This kid is turning into a true lockdown corner in his second year. Um, 73.7 overall grade, 71.2 in coverage, um, 50 total snaps out of 73, so obviously you know the, the injuries in the game are a little bit concerning. It, it didn't sound like in today's press conference that Arthur Smith was overly concerned. They did release uh, TJ Green today. Um, making a move like that would indicate that they think that they're going to get a lot of their guys back um, or else you're, you're giving up depth for no reason. Uh, but yeah, Terrell, uh, fourth on this list, another strong game from him. And fifth, this is so good to see because honestly, um, his season had been going really poorly up until this point, and that is uh, cornerback Fabian Moreau. Uh, He played 72 of the 73 possible snaps, had a 67.5 overall grade, 65.9 in coverage, uh, really solid outing from the other corner. And honestly, this was his best overall effort I think we saw – throughout the the entire season to this point. If he can keep this up, uh, this will help limit the damage um, that's going on with the Falcons' uh, defense right now. Obviously, this is defense is just getting eviscerated. They're making uh, quarterbacks look like pro bowlers against them. Um, and clearly, we want to celebrate the guys who are playing well, and these five guys did. Uh, but we need to see it week to week. We need to see you know continual production from these guys, uh, or else we're going to have more of these tight games where, you know, as Falcons fans, uh, we're going into cardiac arrest as we <laughs> wait to see if the offense can score one more point just to get them over the hump. All right, now for the guys at the bottom of the list. Um, the absolute bottom was uh, defensive tackle to Quan Graham. He's a rookie. Uh, they're going to have games like this. Uh, he had 14 total snaps in this game. Uh, really just a terrible tackling grade of 19.5. 
obviously contributed to his overall grade of 36.8. I think when you're looking at, you know, a rookie class, they're going to have grades like this, especially guys who are taken in the mid rounds, you know, uh, they could, they're going to have flashes and that's what you're looking for. You're looking to build on that uh, really rough, gra- rough grade for him and the rough game overall. Uh, second on this list is the player the Falcons just released uh, as of the time that I'm recording this, and that's corner uh, slash safety TJ Green. Uh, he had 13 total snaps, 45.9 overall grade, 27.0 in tackling. This this seems to be an issue with the Falcons. The the tackling grades here are, are pretty poor, uh, and it's you know we've got several guys with tackling grades in the 20s or lower. So something they definitely need to clean up going forward. Uh, third on the list at the bottom, uh, linebacker Brandon Copeland, 14 total snaps. Again, 25.4 tackling. Um, really just a, a pattern we don't want to see repeated. Uh, number four from the bottom. A little bit surprised by this. Uh, I thought he had a much better game than what this would indicate. Um, linebacker Foye Lewican with uh, 73, played every single snap on defense. Uh, had, a, had one of our best tackling grades, uh, funny enough, 85.1. But a 49.4 overall grade really got docked for his uh, performance in coverage, which, again, is sort of odd since he did have that interception. Now, you can make the case that Tua basically threw that ball right to him. um, But Foyer brought it in, had a really nice return on the back of that. uh, But it looks like he gave up, uh, you know, for the number of times he was targeted, uh, six times, he gave up five receptions. So that probably is what really docked him here. Uh, frustrating to see that. And uh, fifth from the bottom is uh, rookie Adetokounmpo Ogundeji. He actually had 52 snaps. Now, clearly this is because of Dante Fowler being injured, but he had a 50.0 overall grade. Um, actually, again, fairly solid as a tackler, 72.4 a weak pass rushing grade of 49.8. So that's a little bit, you know, we want to see him improve on that. And and hopefully over time that will happen. Uh, And actually did fairly okay in coverage, 63.6 for whatever that's worth. Uh, He he had only four uh, snaps in coverage. So don't want to see him use too much as a guy that's uh, uh, covering anybody uh, to be blunt. Now, uh, some other significant names that stood out. Uh, Deion Jones was tied for seventh on defense, 63.9 overall grade. Uh, I felt like he was extremely active, uh, had a, a very good grade, uh, for, you know, what we saw from him. He, he had the one sack in the game, um, just very active on the field, 70.3 in coverage. So again, sort of getting back to what we, um, know him to be, which is a very, very good, uh, coverage linebacker. Uh, so that was good to see from him. Uh, likewise, Richie Grant, the rookie, was 15th on the list, so sort of in the middle overall, um, 54.6 overall grade, really got you know, dinged hard for run defense. He had a 30.2 overall grade as a run defender, but a 79 for tackling and a 68.8 for pass rush. Um, so not sure what to make of that at this point, but again, uh, you know, the, the rookie, he did get 58 snaps, so for people complaining that Richie Grant is not getting, you know, a ton of opportunities. Um, he got, you know, close to two thirds of the defensive snaps on Sunday. So they're, they're working him in more and more. Uh, we need to see these grades improve from him. And I think we're seeing uh, moments where he's playing really well. And then we're seeing what you would expect from a rookie moments where, 
you know, he has lapses or misses, and that's probably contributing to what we're seeing here. So Falcons defense overall, you know, they had several guys that I think played exceptionally well. You know, Jalen Hawkins is beginning to be a standout on this defense. Uh, A.J. Terrell, two young guys, guys in their first two years in this league. Uh, so really, really promising for the future of this defense. But again, the, the unit as a whole has many gaps, and it's clear that right now it's Grady Jarrett and virtually no one else from a pass rush standpoint. And if we can't get to the quarterback or at least you know make them feel some pressure consistently, they're going to carve up our secondary as, as those guys are being asked to sit back there for you know three, four, five, six seconds in coverage. Uh, that's not going to work. The good news is I think we've got a lot of good pieces on the back end um, that when we do fix this pass rush, and I'm saying it as if it's going to happen, not you know not if but when. When this happens, when they fix the pass rush, I think the pieces in the secondary are there for this defense to get really good really fast. Um, so again, they gave up 28 points to Miami and, and Tua, uh, so I don't want to overstate it. Like They're bad. They're bad right now. There's no getting past that. Um, however, this is a unit that has uh, got some potential, and I want to celebrate that uh, even if it's in the midst of a game where they gave up 28 to one of the worst offenses in the league. What does this mean for next week? I don't know. You know, we're facing a Carolina Panthers team that is in full meltdown without CMC running for them. Uh, Sam Darnold got benched. He will be starting against the Falcons. Apparently. Uh, will he look like a pro bowler against the Falcons in, in Atlanta in week eight? Eh, quite possibly. I'm sort of betting on that. And, and I don't want to see it sound pessimistic, but right now I just think the Falcons have, uh, too many gaps that they need to fix in this next uh, NFL draft and, and free agency to get this to be a, just a halfway decent defense. So right now, building blocks are there. I'm excited about that. But right now, the, the unit as a whole is not a good one. All right, let's talk about the defense, what Kyle Pitts did, what Matt Ryan did. Uh, but before we do that, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. This is Advertiser Content, brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy, here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are... It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hip. Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. And we're back on the Falcoholic Podcast. We're talking about the Falcons' PFF grades uh, coming out of their Week 7 win in Miami against the Dolphins, 30-28 in dramatic fashion. Another Matt Ryan fourth-quarter comeback that ties him with uh, John Elway for seventh all-time in NFL history. Um, since 2008, Matt Ryan is second only to Drew Brees uh, in the league for fourth-quarter comebacks. Uh, and Drew Brees has 41. Matt Ryan has 40. 
so good chance that at some point this year, Matt Ryan may tie Drew Brees and actually lead uh, the NFL at some point in the next year or so for fourth quarter comebacks uh, by a quarterback. Uh, and just an impressive stat in that last drive, I think from him just showed that, you know, he, he's still got it. Uh, so let's talk about the offense and the guys who are at the top of this list. Um, number one, this is not going to surprise anybody. Kyle Pitts, absolutely freakishly dominant game uh, where he was making one handed catches. He was beating guys like Xavier Howard on the outside. Um, he has still not dropped a pass in the NFL. Uh, he is quite arguably one of the most surprising uh, offensive rookies this year. And he is turning into everything we hoped he would be. I would argue that he is doing this faster than we had any right to expect. Um, wide receiver, you know, some people are going to point to uh, some wide receivers in the league who have hit hard in, in, in early on. But, uh, you know, Kyle Pitts is being asked to do a lot more. He is both a receiver and a tight end. He was running routes, uh, at, you know, go routes down the sideline. Um, he was running routes across the middle. Uh, he is there in pass blocking and run blocking. This is a tight end that is, he's basically multiple positions in one. And his 93.5 overall grade is just an, an elite level. This guy is playing at the highest possible level uh, that a tight end can play at in this league. And 92.7 as a receiver, just an unbelievable game from him. If he continues to build on this, um, he's going to validate that number four pick uh, for him because he is not just, you know, just let's stop calling him a tight end. He is a, a, a unstoppable weapon and just a stunning game from him on, on Sunday. Uh, number two, probably no surprise, quarterback Matt Ryan. Third straight game, according to PFF, where he scored an 80 or higher. Uh, last time he did that was in 2017. Never did it under Dirk Cutter. Uh, 83.4 overall grade, but 89.5 passing grade. He probably got heavily docked because he has a 31.3 grade as a runner. And that, that 31.3 is probably indicative of him fumbling the ball, which many of you uh, who came after me on, on Twitter after I was railing about how good Matt Ryan was, you were so excited to see him fumble and to make one mistake. Uh, and boy, y'all, you trolls, you show up. You show up when, when Matt Ryan makes one mistake. And it's funny. It is funny how most of you disappeared. You disappeared at the end of the game. You had nothing else to say. You had no other comments for me other than how do you like the fumble? Um, I didn't like the fumble. But you know what I liked? Every single other thing that Matt Ryan did on Sunday. Every single other thing that Matt Ryan did on Sunday. That's what I like. So for the trolls who come after me, be careful. Be careful about what you put out there um, because on a day where you were celebrating the one fumble, Matt Ryan put together another truly great game. The, the fourth quarter drive where he absolutely put some dimes down the field. That bomb to Russell Gage was 50 yards in the air um, and just pinpoint accurate. His passes to Kyle Pitts down the sidelines uh, especially his one uh, towards the end of the game against Xavier Howard was in the bucket. The only place uh, he fit it between two defenders where only Kyle Pitts could get it. Uh, Matt Ryan was pinpoint accurate. His command of this offense over these past three weeks 
is has been something to uh, really just relish in. And and here's the thing, Matt Ryan is currently doing this with his top receiver not really uh, performing well at all. Uh, he is doing this essentially with guys like Cordero Patterson, Kyle Pitts, uh, Russell Gage had a decent day, um, and. Matt Ryan is showing for all of the people who said he was made by Julio Jones. There's no Julio Jones on this team right now. There's a rookie tight end in Kyle Pitts. And yes, unlimited potential, doing incredibly well. And I don't think it's any coincidence that the two of them are scoring very high uh, in the same time frames. But we've got to stop this narrative that Matt Ryan is made by his receivers. Matt Ryan was made by Roddy White. Matt Ryan, Ryan was made by Tony Gonzalez. Matt Ryan was made by Julio Jones. Matt Ryan was made by Harry Douglas. Matt, <laughs> Come on. At this point, we should recognize that Matt Ryan is one hell of a quarterback. He does not. It, you give him a receiver and he uses them. He maximizes their talent. And that's what we saw on Sunday. Um, what Kyle Pitts did, he doesn't do. Uh, with any other quarterback. You need a good quarterback to deliver those throws. Matt Ryan did it consistently on Sunday. Number two on this list. Um, Number three, fullback Keith Smith. He had an absolutely bone-crushing set of blocks that freed up the Corderell Patterson touchdown run. Um, He knocked one guy into the the Atlantic Ocean uh, with his block. Uh, Only 11 total snaps, 77.6 77.6 overall grade, 77, 76.8 as a run blocker. Uh, really great performance from him. Uh, number four, Alameda Zacchaeus. Uh, he had 12 total snaps, 76.6 overall grade. Uh, did feel like he had a, a, a much better game compared to what we've seen from him recently. Number five on the list, uh, right guard Chris Lindstrom. He is one of the few offensive players who has been in the top five for the Falcons the entire year. Again, you know, just a guy who is becoming uh, just a rock in the middle of this offensive line. 71.3 overall grade. Uh, according to PFF, he is the number five offensive guard in the NFL, uh, according to their scoring system. So phenomenal performance from him as well. Uh, the bottom five guys. At the bottom, uh, tight end Lee Smith, 26 total snaps, uh, 19.5 pass blocking grade, and a 48.6 overall. Um, up from there, Mike Davis, uh, 38 total snaps. I was actually very surprised by the number of um, snaps he had. It, it seemed like it was a lot less than that. He did have 38 total snaps, 25 uh, in as a you know pass receiver, uh, seven as a pass blocker. He had a 54.8 overall grade. I said this on Twitter. I'm going to reiterate it again. Uh, I feel like Mike Davis has been moved to a secondary role as a running back. Um, only four rushes in the game. Uh, Patterson had 14 by comparison. I think it's clear that Patterson is quickly becoming running back one for the Falcons. We'll see if that continues, but I feel like that, that trend has been emerging more and more as the season has gone on. Number three at the bottom, wide receiver Calvin Ridley. Uh, obviously, we're glad he took some time off uh, to, to try to get things uh, right. Um, 46 total snaps. Uh, he was targeted 10 times. He only caught four of them, uh, just sort of, he did have a touchdown and that was a, it was a great catch in the end zone that he made, uh, but a 56.2 overall grade from Calvin Ridley, um, definitely want to see him bounce back. You know, we, we need a, a wide receiver one. I still feel like he can be that guy, but if you're sounding the alarms for some concern over Calvin Ridley, uh, I don't blame you. Uh, I've, I've got some concerns. I'm willing to wait this out, see how he turns out. 
I still think you know all of the ability is there. He and Arthur Smith need to get on the same page as far as what Ridley wants to do, what he does uh, you know, really well as a receiver, and try to focus on that. Uh, but right now, Calvin clearly uh, not playing his best football. Number four from the bottom, uh, running back Wayne Gallman. Only three snaps uh, in total in the game, 57.2 overall grades. So I'm not going to harp on that. Uh, fifth up from the list, uh, left guard Jalen Mayfield, 59.8 overall grade. Um, so again, you know, he's not at bottom. Uh, <laughs> I do want to say, you know, 59.8 is sort of average. Uh, so it's not like these are terrible grades for these guys. You know, if you're in the high fifties, low sixties, that's sort of average, maybe it's, you know, slightly below average. Um, Mayfield, I think has been slowly and, you know, getting better and better. Uh, and honestly, in this stretch of games, the Falcons over the past, I believe it is four weeks have only given up two sacks. Um, now a lot of that is Matt Ryan and his ability to, uh, get the ball out quick and, or extend the pocket just a little bit. Uh, but I think guys like Mayfield, um, Lindstrom clearly and Matt Hennessy, who I think is sort of overlooked in the midst of this. Uh, they have settled in and they've given Matt Ryan better pockets. Matt Ryan has been able to throw downfield more, as we saw on Sunday. He was challenging downfield repeatedly uh, and doing very well with it. And as good as Matt Ryan is at evading pressure, the offensive line deserves some credit. They have improved. They're not a great unit, but they're improving. And again, if you're looking at long-term potential, that's a really encouraging sign. All right, let's talk about some of the other guys that stood out. Jake Matthews. Uh, was number six on the list, 90.4 pass blocking grade. Got docked a little bit for the run blocking uh, and, and ended up with a 67.7 overall score. But good Lord, this guy has been just an amazing pass blocker really for his entire career. He has consistently ranked uh, in the top five, top six of offensive tackles as a pass blocker. Uh, and I think that shows when you watch him play that the very few guys get past him these days. Um, likewise, I mentioned it earlier, Matt Hennessy was ninth on the list, 66.3 overall grade. So that's actually a pretty good performance from him. Uh, Jason Spriggs, who filled in for, uh, Kayla McGarry, uh, ended up with a 66.2 overall grade and 66.3 as a pass blocker. Um, so that is something to watch. If McGarry stays inconsistent at right tackle as he's been this year, Spriggs had a good game, uh, and, and we'll see if that holds up. But really solid performance. I do think the coaching staff gave him a lot of help. Uh, they oftentimes put guys next to him to help, you know, chip or literally just pass block with him. But good for good overall performance from Spriggs uh, for his first time starting in a while. So nice to see that out of him. And then Russell Gage was 11th on the list. Uh, 65.3 overall grade. Good to see him finally back with the team. Hopefully he can improve on that and improve his performance going forward. All right, one last thing I want to point out before we close out this podcast. Uh, in talking about um, Matt Ryan, right now on PFF's list for quarterbacks, uh, if you look at the entire 2021 season, he is currently ranked ninth um, by overall score. And the guys in front of him are guys you would expect. Tom Brady at one, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Russell Wilson, Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Ryan Tannehill, Joe Burrow. One thing I want to point out about all of those quarterbacks, and this is not to take anything away from these guys. These are clearly all very, very good um, quarterbacks. And this is, this is based on their passing grades, okay? 
Um, one thing about all these guys, Tom Brady, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, Wilson, Cousins, all of them, they're all in their second year or later of the same offensive system. Every last one of them. Joe Burrow, the offensive system he is in right now, is the one he started in as a rookie. Uh, Tannehill, Prescott, Cousins, Wilson, all of them. This is the only quarterback in the top 10 that is essentially in a new offensive system is Matt Ryan. Now, when we take out week one, which was a disaster of the game, you know that disaster against the Eagles left a sour taste in the mouth of, of every Falcons fan. If you take out week one, Matt Ryan moves to fifth on this list as a passer. The only guys ahead of him, when you take out week one, Andy Dalton, Kyler Murray, Derek Carr, and Ryan Tannehill. Those are the only guys ahead of him. So weeks two through seven, Matt Ryan is the fifth highest graded passer in the NFL. If you take out week two, and I know some of you would be like, oh, come on, David. But if you take out the first two weeks, let's just say those were preseason games for Ryan. He was getting used to the offense. You take out weeks one and two, according to PFF, Matt Ryan is the highest graded passer in the NFL by PFF with a 90.1 overall score. Yes, that's higher than, that is higher than Kyler Murray. It's higher than Dak Prescott. It is higher than Tom Brady. Uh, it's higher than Joe Burrow. So if you take out those first two games, Matt Ryan ranks as one of the best quarterbacks, one of the best passers um, in the NFL this year by PFF. Um, that is, uh, again, something I feel like is when we talk about Ryan and his arm, which I think it was exaggerated a bit. Clearly, I think Sunday he showed he's still got plenty of arm left. Uh, he is having a great season. Uh, you take out, you know, if you look at just the past uh, three games he's played, so weeks four through seven, um, he's the top top ranked passer uh, again ahead of guys like Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, Dak Prescott. Uh, yeah, the list goes on. Matt Ryan is playing some amazing football right now, and. A lot of times we lose sight because we see the one or two mistakes that happen in the game and we feel like, ah, no other quarterback makes those mistakes. Yes, they do. First of all, I watch a lot of the top quarterbacks play. I'm making a point to watch many of the guys like Burrow has been amazing. Uh, You know, obviously um, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady, uh, Josh Allen, the usual suspects. Kyler Murray has been playing out of his mind. Um, But those guys, they make mistakes as well. They miss passes. Um, They've had interceptions, they've had fumbles, um, but when you factor all of that in and you factor in, you know, critical throws and difficult throws, Matt Ryan is one of the best in the NFL right now, Um, at least by PFF stats. And some of you are going to discount that by saying, oh, you know, he's beat up on lesser competition. Um, Look, what they did yesterday or on Sunday to uh, the Dolphins was against a corner in Xavier Howard who was an all pro last year. So Dolphins may be struggling right now, but they have some talented players in that secondary. Uh, Eric Rowe at safety beat him repeatedly. Xavier uh, Howard beat him. Byron Jones beat him. These are all very talented players. So right now, if you were a believer that the system that Arthur Smith was bringing in would fit Matt Ryan better, this is probably evidence of that. Now, he needs to keep this going clearly and there's still unbelievably a lot of room for improvement but at least for now um what we've got in matt ryan uh at least through the first you know seven weeks of the season 
is the kind of quarterback play you want to see uh, from a guy who, in my opinion, is going to go down as a Hall of Famer. Some of you disagree, um, and I, I couldn't. I, I, I'm not going to try to convince you. I think that all the stats are there, and these kind of stats point to the level of play we've been getting out of our franchise quarterback. All right, guys, if you have questions about these stats, you want to dig a little bit deeper, uh, feel free to follow me on Twitter at FalcoholicDW. Interact with me there. I'll be happy to uh, uh, give you any info I can. Uh, look for updates for this podcast at FalcoholicPod. And, of course, our articles daily at thefalcoholic.com. This is David Walker. Thank you guys for listening in. We'll talk with you next time.